The Z-Ball Podcast is a casual conversation that occasionally delves into mature subjects and may contain vulgar adult language. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to the Z-Ball Podcast on a Tuesday night, less than 48 hours away from the start of the 2019 NFL regular season. Uh, last week, we and Akshay were on. We did the over-unders for the AFC. Uh, this week, we're going to be doing the over-unders for the NFC. Uh, joining me is Green Bay Packer fan, Rebound. What up, Rebound? How you doing? What's up, Z-Ball? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Doing well. Uh, happy to have football back. Uh, we're almost there, less than 48 hours away. So we'll go ahead and get into these NFC over-unders. We'll start in the NFC East. And first team we're going to start off with, uh, America's team. Uh, they got a lot of buzz going on right now with the holdout negotiations of Ezekiel Elliott, their star running back. So they got an over-under at nine. What do you think? I'm taking over. They're definitely going to be a playoff team, whether it's wild card or not. I think they're going to be... Uh, playoff team, Zeke is coming back. He's already flown back today. And I just took him in my fantasy draft, so I trust them. They're saying six years, $90 million. I don't know what the guarantee is. Uh, Jerry Jones got played. He pretty much is going to pay him, so that's the bottom line. And uh, I think this team is going to be really good. They're, I mean, they're stacked on offense, and everyone underrates their defense this year, this team. And... Uh, I don't know why Jerry's not paying Dak. I mean, Goff just got paid today. To about four years, like 140 and 110 guaranteed. So I don't know what Jerry's waiting on that. But, yeah, I'm going over. and They're definitely making the playoffs. So for Ezekiel Elliott, what would you put his over-under games played at for the entire season? Oh, he's playing all, all 17. Or 16, sorry. Okay. All right. Oh, yeah, I mean, Dallas, I mean, you have to... Love them, in my opinion, To for the over. I'm going to have to agree with rebound here. I'm going to go over 9. I think they're going to be 11-5. and five. I think they're going to win the division. I mean, that offensive line is stacked. I mean, they're studs, a center, stud left tackle, stud right tackle. Uh, they're going to create uh, lots of time for Dak in the pocket to make throws and get through his progression, make his reads. And then also they're going to create big holes uh, for their running backs Uh whether it be Ezekiel Elliott or the rookie from Memphis. So I th- just think all around. And then I love their defense. They got a lot of young guys there with Demarcus Lawrence, Jalen Smith, Leighton Vanderish. So in my opinion, a very well-rounded team, good team all around. And my favorite, my pick to win the NFC East at 11-5, Dallas Cowboys. So we'll move on to the next team. They had a controversial draft, first-round draft pick. Uh, they picked Daniel Jones at number six, the quarterback from Duke. Uh, they no longer have Odell Beckham. They traded him off to the Cleveland Cleveland Browns. So you got the New York Giants. Their over/under is at six. What do you think, rebound? Uh, this is a tough one. You know, they obviously traded away Odell Beckham, the biggest name, and the defensive player Oliver Vernon, both to the Browns. And it's pretty much, it looks like a rebuilding season. 
They signed Golden Tate, but he suspended for four games. And I forgot what the receiver, another receiver got injured. So this team is pretty much rebuilding. They did take Daniel Jones early. Everyone was crucial on that, including myself. But he look, he actually looks pretty good, and you got to give the GM credit. And uh, eventually, it's going to be Daniel Jones in there after. They, they're definitely losing the first game to the Cowboys. And they're, they're going to be struggling. I, I'm going under. I'm going 4-12. and 12. They're going to be struggling. Daniel Jones is going to play. But I'm going under 4-12. and 12. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree on the under. But going back to Daniel Jones, I mean, why can't uh, the Giants just put him in right now? I mean, do the, is it just paying respects to Eli? Or, I mean, what's kind of the reasoning they can't just start Daniel Jones right now? They did waste their sixth overall pick on Daniel Jones. What do you, what do you think? Uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. They're paying respect to Eli. I mean, Eli has done a lot for this organization, but sometimes there's just a, a point where you got to move on from, and th- they, they don't want to do it. I mean, Daniel Jones was clearly the better quarterback in preseason. I know everyone th- says preseason doesn't mean anything, but it kind of shows what the rookie's going to do, and Daniel Jones looked better than Eli. And but it's gonna be like three or four games in when he starts. Okay, for sure. I mean, I'm gonna have to agree with the rebound here on the under with the Giants. I mean, not much there that really excites me other than Saquon Barkley. So for Saquon rebound, you think he can challenge or get close to 2,000 rushing yards? What do you think? I don't know about 2,000 rushing yards, but 2,000 total yards. Okay, for sure. I mean, he's definitely gonna have an increased workload, increased touches. So, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how uh, defenses uh, scheme uh, their their uh, packages around him and kind of how they attack him. And if the Giants' offense becomes true predictable with their kind of somewhat um, mediocre pedestrian wide receiver wide receiving core. So, but uh, I not much else. I get, I think talk about the Giants. They're going to be struggling. We, me and Rebound both agree on the under, and we'll move on to the next team in the NFC East, which is the Philadelphia Eagles. They actually have the highest over-under in the NFC East. Their over-under is at 10 rebound. What do you think? The Eagles at 10, this is a tough one. You know, I really like this team also. But it's just uh, the thing with this team is it all, all depends on Carson Wentz's health. I mean, he hasn't stayed health, healthy for his whole season. I mean, they just paid him. They decided him over Nick Foles, and I agree with that. And that that's just what it's going to come down to. If he stays healthy, I mean, I'm going over. This team is stacked. They brought Deshaun Jackson back after having him. They got Zach Ertz, Alshon Jeffries, Nelson Aguilar. And this team is just going to be really good. But you also have Dallas in the division, but then you also have two sucky teams with New York and Washington. I know we're going to talk about Washington next, but they're also rebuilding. And that's what it comes down to. And I think they're going to win the division with 11-5. and five. Okay. So I'm going over. Yeah, I mean, I really like kind of their, their offensive weapons in Philadelphia. When the, I mean, the receiving core with Jeffrey Ertz, Deshaun Jackson now, and then Jordan Howard I think is a good addition at running back. But I just think Dallas is uh, – a better team, and I, I think for that reason, I'm going to go with the under with the Eagles. I think they're going to win nine games. So, and then some of their defensive guys are getting a, a little up there in age for kind of their uh, core defensive guys. So, 
like Rebound said, a lot's going to depend on Carson Wentz and uh, if he can get back to that MVP form before and like he was in 2017 before he tore his ACL. So, but I don't think he can get back to that fully this season. And because of that, I think I'm going to go slightly under. But they're going to put up a lot of points and they're going to win, in my opinion, nine games. But I'm going to go under on Philadelphia. All right. So next team, last team, the NFC East. The Washington Redskins, over under six. What do you think? Definitely under. I mean, this team, they're obviously starting Case Keenum, which is, uh, I, I, would, I wouldn't say the right move, but yeah, I'm actually going to say the right move. But eventually they're going to start Dwayne Haskins. They drafted him. He's the future of the franchise. And this team is going to struggle. They have Philly and Dallas in the division, as I mentioned. And they're just going to struggle. Their O-line is terrible. Trent Williams is holding out, but... Report just broke today that he might be returning soon. He said he would never play for the Redskins again due to their medical staff. And I don't know what's going on with that whole situation. But And then they really don't have any weapons on the receiving court. They, they, they released the former first-round pick, Josh Doxson. They got Jordan Reed back. I mean, but... And then their backfield is crowded with Adrian Peterson, uh... Second year, technically a rookie, he didn't play last year. Darius Geis coming off a torn ACL, and Chris Thompson. So, uh, Gruden said Geis is going to be leading the carries. So that's we'll see what's going on there. And Dwayne Haskins is going to be what it comes down to, and he's a rookie, and I think he's going to be good in the long haul, but not not this year. And I'm going uh, four and twelve or five, and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I'll go five and eleven. Yeah, here, I mean, not much to really to rave about on their defense. I mean, a few guys, Josh Norman, Landon Collins, uh, Ryan Kerrigan, and obviously they lost Alex Smith to that gruesome injury last season, and they now have a a new era. I mean, ushering in Dwayne Haskins, so that's really the only excitement here to kind of see with Washington, in my opinion. So I'm going to have to agree with the rebound and go under. I'll say 5-11, and 11. and with that, we'll move on to the next division and the NFC will be the NFC North and we'll start off with the reigning division champs of the NFC North the Chicago Bears over under nine wins what do you think rebound this is a tough one you know like no one expected what the hell the Bears did last year and they came out they obviously traded for Khalil Mack and that was just like a home run trade and I mean obviously they gave up a, a whole lot of picks but the Raiders were still stupid for doing that. And, you know, that was a home run for them, and that just won them the division completely. Trubisky had a breakout year. They did trade away uh, running back Jordan Howard, but they drafted David Montgomery, and they still have Tariq Cohen. They're getting Allen Robinson back. I mean, the receiving core is pretty good. Everyone is saying this team is going to fall off, but I don't see why. Everyone's saying Trubisky is not going to have a good year. I don't know. I mean... This division's really stacked, and I'm going to go over, and I have them winning the division 10-6. and six. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to have to agree. I think this is an 11-5 team. Uh, I think uh, Trubisky will make a little bit of strides uh, growing up a little, getting more experience. and then. But this team is, like, like they did last season, is just going to be dependent on their defense for the most part to create turnovers, create points for them, create... Good field position, good opportunities, and obviously led by Khalil Mack. I think he was 
one of the top uh, three guys in the Defensive Player of the Year voting. And then they got good corners with Amukamara and Kyle Fuller. They have Roquan Smith, another young linebacker, Aaron Lynch. So, I mean, just stacked all around defensively. And then a good young head coach in Matt Nagy, who who's very good offensively, very good at um, kind of uh, helping his quarterbacks out. So I think he's going to make it a little easier for Trubisky and kind of uh, open up the offense and kind of create exotic type uh, packages for their offense to kind of make stuff happen. I think they're going to repeat as the NFC North champions at 11 and five. So with that, we'll move on to the next team. It's the Detroit Lions over under six and a half wins. Uh, with this team, I'm definitely going under. This team is completely terrible. They're, they're the only team in the division that's bad. Uh, so this is this is a team that's just falling off. I mean, Matt Patricia's, uh, I'm not going to say it for sure, but I think he's going to get fired. This will be his second season. Uh, so I'm not I'm not really hyped about this team. They obviously let Go- Golden Tate go. Uh, wasn't a fan of that. I'm a big Golden Tate fan, even though he suspended. I drafted him on my fantasy team. Uh, they're they're going to be struggling. I do like their running back, Carryon Johnson. I think he's going to have a breakout season. But Matthew Stafford has not done anything in his career to take his team anywhere uh, close to anything. You, uh, maybe one playoff run, I think. And, and other than that, he, he hasn't done much, even with a top receiver in Calvin Johnson, who he had in the past. And he... So I'm definitely going under. The defense is complete shit. I can't hit any one player off the top of my head. And I'm going under on this for sure. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with the rebound. I think this is a 6-10 team. Uh, obviously, I think Stafford has a, a good arm. Uh, he can put up lots of points and put up lots of yards and stuff like that. But just the, the, the talent they have there it doesn't really translate, in my opinion, to the next level to get to the playoffs and to get to make a deep playoff run I mean they'll be able to put up yards put up points but I think they're going to give up a lot of points as well because their defense is not very good like rebound mentioned and because of that that's going to put Matt Patricia he's got to be the number one coach on probably the hot seat I mean going into his second season with the Lions and I think I'll be surprised if he lasts the entire season so we got agreement there with the under on the Lions. We'll move on to team number three in the NFC North. It's rebounds Green Bay Packers over under nine. You know, this is exactly right. You know, I'm obviously a little biased, but the thing I'm just very, very iffy on this is how is the offense going to be run? Obviously, they fired Mike McCarthy in the middle of the season. You know, I'm not saying it was wrong to fire him, but the way they did in the manner they did it, uh, it was completely wrong. That he was gonna get fired eventually. They should have done it at the end of the season, but you can't just do it like that after a home loss. I know it was against the Cardinals. I mean, I was a big Mike McCarthy fan throughout his years, and Lafleur he's gonna be different with Rodgers. So I don't know how the offense is gonna be run, but they did make a lot of moves on defense, signing Adrian Amos, Darius Smith, Preston Smith. And then drafting Rashawn Gary and Darnell Savage in the first round. I'm very happy with the defense, but I don't know how the offense is going to be run. So I'm going push and a 9-7 and seven borderline playoff team. Okay, I mean, uh, 
I think, yeah, this is a, a good number at nine, but I'm going to have to take the over here. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers, it was clear, kind of uh, didn't really have a good relationship uh, towards the end with Mike McCarthy. I think that's going to kind of free up a little stuff for him. And then I think he's got a really good big target in Devontae Adams. And uh, it looks like he kind of built some chemistry last season with uh, Valdez Scantling, the young wide receiver from South Florida. I think that's going to continue. And then I think defensively they've had they had some additions that are going to help them out and i think i think they're going to be an improved team and just better morale overall it just seems like a lot of kind of chemistry problems a lot of locker room problems the past couple season and i think just the main thing you got to worry about with aaron Rodgers right now is just can he really stay healthy for a full entire season because uh kind of that offensive line has kind of been shaky and uh defensive Ends of on opposing defensive ends, defensive tackles have been known to kind of just get after Rodgers, and usually he, he gets up, ends up hurting his shoulder or knee, something like that. And then that's really the only thing I think you worry about with the Packers. But I think I think they're always going to have a good offense with Aaron Rodgers there. Uh, I mean, because he, I think he can get the ball, he spreads the wealth, and then they have a pretty consistent running game now, uh, led by Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. So I think. They'll be balanced all around, and I think they'll be consistent throughout the entire season. I think they're going to be one of the wild card teams in the NFC at ten and six. All right, so last team in the division, uh, the NFC North, Minnesota Vikings, over under nine as well. What do you think? You know, this is a tough one too. You know, that's why I said this division so stacked. Uh, you know, obviously they're getting they have Dalvin Cook as a running back. He's a top 10 running back for sure. And they got uh, receivers. They got Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs. They just signed uh, Josh Doxson, who got waived by the Redskins, as I mentioned earlier, which is a good pickup for them. They, they, And they waived Laquan Treadwell, if that's how you say his first name. I don't know. And they, they bring back Kyle Rudolph. They also drafted a tight end. Uh, so this is going to be a good team, and their defense is always good. I mean, it, this is going to be a good team, and I'm, but I'm going to go under, and I'm going to go eight, eight. They finish eight and eight. I mean, uh, as a, uh, a quarterback is a very important position, and I can't trust Kirk Cousins as my quarterback. I mean, he's a good quarterback. Don't get me wrong, but he's in a division where there's good defenses and. I can't trust a, a good quarterback to be go against a great de- against great defenses. They are going to pound the ball a lot to Delvin Cook. I think they're going to be running a lot, but this is going to be an eight and eight team, and they're going to miss the playoffs slightly. Okay, yeah, I mean, like always, I mean, for the last five, four or five seasons, their defensive stack: Xavier Rhodes, Harrison Smith, Everson Griffin. I mean, Linville Joseph. I mean. Their defense is going to get it done for sure, keep them in games. But like last season, uh, you can't really trust Kirk Cousins in big spots. So I think that's going to be kind of the undoing for them again. And then they obviously have one of the better duos, wide receiver duos in the in the league with Diggs and Thielen. Dalvin Cook is obviously up and coming in his third season. Uh, he showed very uh, good signs last season, was a very good running back. But just comes down to Cousins. I mean, it's a quarterback league. And I don't think he has uh, the big boy pants to step up in big time situations. And that's the reason I'm going to go under. I think they're a seven or eight win team and 
they're going to miss out on the playoffs. All right, so that'll wrap it up for the NFC North, and we'll move on to the NFC South. They're the first team, the Atlanta Falcons, over under 8.5. Obviously, Atlanta hasn't done much since going to the Super Bowl and then going out, but uh, Freeman got hurt last year, and then Coleman stepped in. He did well. And, you know, Matt Ryan had a career year. He was on my fantasy team. He helped me win the championship. Shout out to Matty Ice. He's a great quarterback. Uh, They definitely have a top receiver in the league, Julio Jones. And then Calvin Ridley broke out as a rookie. I think he's still going to do good, but not as good as he did last year. But this team is definitely over 8.5. I have them winning 10 games, and I have them winning the division. And... So, yeah, I'm going over on the, on this one, and they're, they're going to come out swinging and win the division. Okay. I'm, I'm going to go over as well, but I, I, I have them at nine. I don't think they will win the division. Uh, but obviously, with Matt Ryan, Julio Jones there, I think they're always going to have good offense. And Devonta Freeman is now going to be the lead back with uh, the departure of Tevin Coleman to the Niners. And then... Uh, to go along with Julio Jones, obviously they have Sanu and Ridley, so that serves them well, and they they have continuity at the continuity, excuse me, at their offensive line. I mean, led by Alex Mack, Jake Matthews. So defensively as well, uh, I think they can make kind of big plays in big situations. So I think they're going to be a good team. Uh, they'll be second in my opinion in the NFC South, and they'll be nine and seven and. They'll be battling, in my opinion, for one of the second wild card, one of the wild card spots in the NFC. So with that, we'll move on to second team, the Carolina Panthers, over under seven and a half. What do you think? You know, unfortunately, I just don't trust Cam Newton at this point, and I do like their team. It's a really tough one, though. Their defense, it's solid. It's not good. It's okay. So you, then on offense, you got Cam Newton as the quarterback. Christian McCarthy, good, great running back. I drafted him in one of my leagues. He's a beast. He's going to kill it. And then you got, at wide receiver, you got DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel. Tight end, you got obviously got Greg Olson. But I'm going under exactly seven, seven and nine. They're in a tough division. So I, I just don't trust Cam at this point in his, in his career. He's injury prone too. And he got hurt in the preseason. He runs a lot. He doesn't protect himself. You got to slide it instead of going for the extra 10 yards. Unfortunately, he doesn't. He just keeps going until he gets hit, which you're not supposed to do. And I'm going 7-9. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with the under here with the rebound. I, I think this is a six-win team in Carolina. Just too much inconsistency from Cam since that... Uh, MVP season he had in 2015 when they went to the Super Bowl and lost to the Broncos. Uh, just, uh, I mean, he kind of has some injuries kind of piling up with this shoulder stuff, but it's going to be uh, fun to watch Christian McCaffrey. He can do, he's very versatile. He can do lots of things. He can catch out of the backfield. He can run through holes very quick. So he's extremely fun running back to watch. And but other than that, offensively, not much to get excited about. Uh, when I mean, Chris Hogan is your probably your best receiver. DJ Moore, I mean, not really much excitement there. But I mean, defensive, they still have 
some good players there with Dentari Poe, Luke Keekley, Bruce Irvin now. So they'll have some good uh, defensive games, but it just comes down to Cam. I don't think he's going to be healthy the entire season. I think he's going to be inconsistent as well. And because of that, uh, they're going to struggle and they're, they're going to have a long season. So I'm going to go under with six wins for Carolina. Okay, so third team in the NFC South, the New Orleans Saints. Their season ended last uh, last year in a heartbreaking loss to the L.A. Rams at home in the NFC Championship game. Controversial uh, missed pass interference call in that game. Uh, so they'll be primed uh, looking to get back to that situation again this season. And they got an over-under at 10.5. What do you think? Definitely going under on this one. As I mentioned, I had the Falcons winning the division. I think the Saints are going to take a little hit from last year. You know, Drew Brees is getting old. He's not going to have that good of a season this year, unfortunately. He's just he's just getting too old. And when you get there, I think everyone besides Tom Brady is going to ever going to hit the hit the hole where where they where they start taking a hit. And I think they're going to run the ball a lot. I mean, they of course they do have Michael Thomas at, at receiver, but I think this team is going to go eight and eight. I don't trust their defense at this point, and I'm going eight and eight. Okay. Wow, so New Orleans to miss the playoffs by rebound. Okay, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's been two heartbreaking ends to their season for their the Saints last season. Two seasons ago, they had the, the Minnesota Miracle with Stephon Diggs uh, caught the game-winning touchdown in the last seconds. And then last season, the game-winning field goal by Greg Zerline in overtime. So it's really two back-to-back seasons where their season ended heart- in heartbreaking fashion. But I just think they still have enough offensive weapons to win the division, in my opinion. And they're going to win the division again. I th- but I don't think they're going to go over 10.5 wins. I think they'll be 10-6. and six. They'll win the NFC South. They'll be probably third place in the NFC with those 10 wins. And I just think they have lots of weapons offensively, and that's going to help them to win the division again. I mean, Alvin Kamara... In his third season now, he has lots of experience. He he can kind of uh, take a little bit of a load off Drew Brees uh, entering his 40s now, but obviously they still have a stud receiver in Michael Michael Thomas. Ted Ginn has kind of emerged for them in big spots. They have Jared Cook now at tight end. That's another big target for Brees. I think that's really going to help him out. And then defensively, they still have their, their guys there at defensive end. Cameron Jordan, Davenport, the second-year guy out of UTSA, that Kiko Alonso, Marshawn Lattimore, corner. So a lot of good players there. So they did have heartbreaking losses, and I think that's going to motivate them more to come back. And I think they're going to repeat as the NFC South division champions with 10 wins. So we disagree on that one, and we'll move on to the last team in the NFC South. It's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Over under six and a half. Uh, this is also a tough one. I mean, you know, they have good receivers. They have a, a running back. It's a, it's a little bad. I mean, they have Ronald Jones and Peyton Barber. A receiver, Chris Godwin, breakout season, calling it right now. Mike Evans and obviously O.J. Howard at tight end, you know. So then 
It's uh, J- Jameis Winston is on a make or break year, and I'm all in on Jameis. He's gonna have a huge year, five thousand passing yards. He's gonna break out, but I don't know how their defense is gonna do. That's what it comes, and that's what it comes down to. They signed Indomitian Sue. Oh yeah, they signed Sue, but I, I'm I'm not in on Sue, you know. And that's what it's gonna come down to. But I'm gonna go over slightly and seven wins. Okay, I mean, there's kind of always kind of a lot of hype around this team uh, kind of going into all the seasons, but I'm not really buying it again this season, if there is any this season. Uh, I just think Jameis uh, throws a lot of picks. Uh, I think, I mean, he he does have some games where he, he, he looks really good, and I think it's just going to be kind of an up-and-down season again for Tampa Bay, and I'm going to have to go under her. I think five or six wins for Tampa Bay. Uh, not much doing with a running back duo with Barber and Ronald Jones. Uh, obviously, they have a stud wide receiver in Mike Evans, but he can't do it all. O.J. Howard is a good target for Jameis Winston, but I'm just not seeing it here with with Tampa Bay. I, and I think they got definitely a lot of competition with Atlanta and New Orleans in the division. So I think they're going to struggle again this season, and I'm going to go under. Okay, so that'll wrap it up for the NFC South, and we will be moving into the last division in the NFC. With the NFC West, we'll start off with the Arizona Cardinals, over under five wins. The Arizona Cardinals are definitely going under five wins. This team is going to suck complete shit, and I'm going to start out by saying that because their O-line is complete trash. They have a, a rookie quarterback in Kyler Murray who's who's going to be struggling. He's going to get sacked a lot. He's going to take a lot of hits even when he runs. He's one of the quarterbacks who doesn't slide, and he's going to take that hit. Uh, they do have – their defense is awful, and they also have a rookie coach who's coming from college, and I don't know why the hell they hired him, but, yeah, and this team is going to suck. They're going to go, like, 4-12 and 12 or 3-13. and 13. This team is definitely – this is an easy one. Yeah, I, I think I told a few friends uh, last week, if you're in a survivor pool, picking against the Cardinals every week uh, is a pretty confident pick, and you'll have a pretty good chance. So I think I'm going to have to agree with rebound 100% here and take the under on the Cardinals. Rebound, a question to you in regards to Kyler Murray. Uh, how do you think he kind of translates with his small kind of frame, 5'10", 200 pounds, to kind of the physicality of the NFL and kind of the, the big defensive linemen, big linebackers that he's going to be going up against? I think he can be good, but you, and for any quarterback to be good, like even Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers, you need a good offensive line. That's the second most important position after quarterback. And if a quarterback doesn't get protected, they're due to get injured. I'm not, not wishing this on Kyler Murray, but it's it's bound to happen if you're not protected and... It's, it's just not good, but he's he's going to be similar to Baker Mayfield. I mean, they went to the same college. They played under both both played under Lincoln Riley, and I think he can he can mesh in well. But uh, I just hope they get get some protection for him. The guy needs to be protected. Yeah, I mean, offensively here they have David Johnson, probably their best player offensively, and then Larry Fitzgerald and Michael Crabtree, older wide receivers, and then. Defensively, not much doing uh, with the departure of uh, Patrick Peterson now. So, I mean, their best defensive player now probably is Chandler Jones. 
So, I mean, it's going to be a very, very long season and very tough first season for Cliff Kingsbury and for Kyler Murray as well. So I, I think three wins, three or four wins for the, the Cardinals and definitely under five wins for sure. Okay, so second team in the NFC West, the defending NFC champions. Uh, heartbreaking loss in the Super Bowl. They, they did not uh, create much offensively, only scored three points. And end up losing to the Patriots. Uh, we get the Los Angeles Rams over under ten and a half wins. What do you think, rebound? Definitely going under on this one. I mean, they're obviously getting Cooper Cup back, which is a big thing. But the huge thing, which is even bigger, is Todd Gurley's health. I mean, Todd Gurley's a great running back, but I think they abused him last year. He had a great season, but they're just giving him pounding the ball to him too much. They did draft rookie Daryl Henderson out of Memphis. And their defense is also going to take a hit with Ndamukan Su gone. They did give Donald an extension. They just gave Goff an extension today, which is good. Paying out all the uh, good players. But I'm going 10 wins, 10 and 6. But, yeah, definitely under. They, they might even win 9. Okay, well, I mean... Yeah, I mean, this is going to be kind of tough with the girly situation. Uh... Seems like he has arthritis, his tough knees and stuff. So, but even given that uh, the Gurley situation, I think I just think this team has too much talent offensively. Um, lots of weapons with Woods, uh, Cooper Cup coming back, Brandon Cooks, and then uh, Goff. They just signed to a big extension. They have a good offensive line led by Andrew Whitworth, and then defensively, just lots of. Big-time playmakers led by Aaron Donald, Dante Fowler Jr., Michael Brockers. They got Clay Matthews now. Marcus Peters, Akeem Tlaib in the, as their corners. Eric Weddle as their safety. I mean, one of the better kickers in the league. And Greg Zerline, one of the best punchers in the league. And Johnny Hecker. And then young, smart, savvy uh, coach and Sean McVay. So I'm going to have to go over again this season with the Rams. I think they're going to win 12 games, in my opinion. I think they'll be the one seed in the NFC again. Oh, not, excuse me. They were second place last season. They'll be the one seed this this time, this season in the NFC at 12-4. and four. I'm going to have to go on. No chance. Go None over. at all. None at all. All right. We'll see on that one, but. None. Zero. You, who do you think? Chicago? I don't know. It's definitely not going to be the Rams. They're taking a hit for sure. Yeah. Uh, probably Philly. Philly? Okay, we'll see. Alrighty, so we got two teams left. Uh, we'll go. We'll start off with the third team in the NFC West. It's the San Francisco 49ers. Over, under eight wins. What do you think, rebound? This is a tough one, too. Originally, I was going over until Seattle added Jadavion Clowney the other day. So, I mean, I'm really huge on Jimmy Garoppolo. I'm a big fan of him. Uh, they did lose Jared McKinnon for the season. I mean, I feel bad for the 49ers. They paid this guy pretty heavily, and he, he's going to miss the first two seasons uh, uh, there. But they did sign Tevin Coleman, who's going to have a big year. They have Matt Brietta, George Kittle. They're, they're, they're getting Dante Pettis back. They drafted Debo Samuel. They have Marquise Goodwin. The offense I'm very hyped with, but the defense I really don't know besides Nick Bosa. And but I'm gonna go push and I'm gonna go eight and eight. Okay, I'm gonna have to go under here. Uh, although they have kind of a 
formidable defensive end uh, defense front four now. I mean, with the addition of Nick Bosa, they have Arik Armstead, DeForest Buckner, to Solomon Thomas. It's just uh, kind of their corners uh, situation is still not kind of solved, and they gave up lots of passing touchdowns last season. I think that'll probably continue again this season. I mean, Richard Sherman, obviously the best corner, but he's up there in age, uh, approaching 32. So this is this season's going to just kind of ride on Jimmy Garoppolo's health. Uh, I like to see kind of a full season from Garoppolo before I can kind of make a long-term kind of judgment on him because he kind of just played in a mishmash uh, situation when he was in New England. He just kind of played four games, replaced Brady, uh, kind of filled in for Brady during the suspension, and then... He, First season with the Niners when he got traded, he played the last five games of the season, only three games last season. Then he got injured against the Chiefs with the torn ACL. So I kind of just want to see some consistent health from the Niners and kind of just see how they do with their their young core. But I like the addition of Tevin Coleman. I think it gives them a consistent running back and to go along with Matt Breida, who showed some signs last season, and then Kyle Juszczyk, uh one of the better fullbacks in the league. He uh, has a few Pro Bowl selections that he's good blocker and he does a lot for them. And then George Kittle emerged. Let's see if he can continue kind of the strong season he had uh, last season in his second year. Hopefully he can continue that moving forward with Garoppolo and kind of ha- have the kind of sa- same type of effect that he had with Nick Mullins and C.J. Beathard last season. He'll continue it, but he won't have as great as his season because uh, they're obviously getting – they have more weapons on offense this time, and he, he's going to be a great tight end, but I don't think as good as he was last year. I mean, he, I think he had the most receiving yards by a tight end ever in a, in a season, so it's not going to happen again. Okay, yeah, I mean, that's a lot of expectations to live up to again. I mean, he's very, very quick, and he, he blocks very well as, uh, as well, so I think he'll be good for them and a good weapon, and hopefully he can develop some chemistry with... Garoppolo and they can play both play the entire season but I'm gonna have to go under I think they're a seven win team in my opinion so with that we'll move on to the last team in the NFC West and the last team in the NFC the Seattle Seahawks their season ended last season with a wild card loss to in Dallas and they it seems like they kind of took the ball out of Russell Wilson's hands in, the, in that game and continued running a lot so, this season, obviously, they made splash. Big wave last weekend with the trade of Jadavion Clowney. That really strengthens their defense. So, Rebound, what do you think about the Seahawks? Over, under, 8.5. This is a really tough one also, you know. Uh, they obviously lost Doug Baldwin on offense. They drafted DK Met- Metcalf out of Ole Miss. And running back, they still have Chris Carson and Rashad Penny. And, you know, I trust Russell Wilson with my team on offense at all points. He's a top-five quarterback, in my opinion. He's, he can do anything and everything. Uh, he's, a, he's a great leader, great team player. And then on defense, they, 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 uh, i got to give Pete Carroll some credit here. He, he put together a pretty good team after losing Earl Thomas to free agency after getting hurt. I mean... They got Ziggy Ansah, Jadavion Clowney, they have Bobby Wagner. It's a pretty good damn defense. So I'm going over and I'm going exactly at 9 and 7. 
Yeah, I mean, their defense is definitely strengthened with Clowney there, and then obviously the, those other guys that Rebound mentioned with Ziggy Ansah. Ziggy Ansah and Clowney coming off the edges, that's going to be very scary for quarterbacks in the NFC West. And I think that does enough for them to get the over. I think they're a nine-win team. They'll be battling for one of the wild-card spots in the NFC, and they have a very good chance to make it with kind of consistency there with uh, Russell Wilson, at quarterback. Uh, obviously, Doug Baldwin retired. How do you, how big of an impact do you think that is to Russell Wilson rebound? That's a huge impact because he was his go-to wide receiver. But and I don't trust Tyler Lockett, unfortunately. I did have him. I know I've mentioned fantasy a lot. I play. I had him on my fantasy team last year. He's either he's either gonna have a really big game or nothing. And yeah, he's more of a big play guy. He yeah. he's not a consistent kind of. Uh, receiver it seems like russell wilson goes to him mostly on deep balls yeah exactly yeah and doug doug baldwin it seemed like was kind of russell wilson's money down type guy third down whenever he needed like six seven yards he would go to baldwin and in big spots uh so that'll be interesting to see how russell wilson adjusts to life without doug baldwin but i think jerron brown will play a huge factor i think he's going to be good okay i mean but as far as running backs, I mean, their running ba- running game is good again. I mean, obviously, Chris Carson is kind of consistent for them. He's the lead back for sure. Rashad Penny behind him. And then Russell Wilson, as we've seen, can get out and run as well. Obviously, he's kind of reduced that in the past couple seasons and become more of a presence in the pocket. And he had his best season by far last season of his career with 35 touchdowns and seven interceptions. And I think he kind of continues somewhere in that ballpark, somewhere around 4,000 yards, around 30 touchdowns. And this is definitely his team now with all the kind of the Legion of Doom guys gone now from their defense. So he's going to be the one leading them into the next couple seasons. But I'm going to have to agree with the rebound and go over here, 9-7, and seven, and they'll battle for one of the wild card spots in the NFC. So that'll wrap it up for all of the NFC over-unders. Uh, Rebound, do you have anything else to add in, in regards to NFC before we sign off for the night? Nope, that's it. Go, Pack, go. Alrighty. Uh, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And Rebound, thank you so much for coming on. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Z-Ball. Have a good night, everyone. Enjoy all of the games this coming weekend and the opening night game on Thursday in a couple days against uh, Green Bay and Chicago. And I'll be back Thursday night after that game for Week 1, Scorching 6.